Good afternoon. My name is Jacqueline. My name is Kristen. I'm Stephen. And we'll be talking about snowmobiles in Yosemite National Park for our environmental policy class. So here's the background of our case. Uh, in Judith A. Laser's book, The Environmental Case, Translating Values into Policy, um, Chapter 9, Playground of Paradise, uh, Snowmobiling in Yellowstone National Park, um, <clears throat> it states in the established in 1872, uh, it's the nation's oldest park and among its most spectacular. But from its inception, the purpose of Yellowstone was unclear. Was it to be a playground or a shrine for nature? More than 40 years after founding Yellowstone, Congress created the National Park Service to manage the nation's incoherent park system and in the process reinforce this tension by endowing the agency with an ambiguous and potentially contradictory mandate. To, the, uh, to encourage visitation while at the same time protecting the park's national uh, amenities in perpetuity. After World War II, as the number of people using the national park surged, the condition of the parks began to decline rapidly. From reading this case, I thought it was very interesting how Terry Moe, a political scientist, stated that a president has more power over brigancy. Brings me to how this topic was just being passed by the presidents from the Clinton era Bush era and Obama. Not only was it being passed to the following presidents, but also through the courts as well. Another point taken from the case was the need for agencies such as the National Park Service to balance responsibility. According to the Organic Act, the National Park Service has a duty to both promote and preserve national parks. This case demonstrates the difficulty in balancing the two responsibilities to promote the park Snowmobiles were introduced, but eventually the snowmobiles infringed on the ability of National Park Service to preserve. As a result, the National Park Service had to put in place strict regulations that would promote a healthy balance of park promotion and preservation. Another big point of the case was that uh, the courts were very involved in the lawmaking role in this case, often playing a, a large role in helping co uh, construct the policies which should be a congressional responsibility. Judge Emmett Sullivan ruling was essential for the National Park Service to enact policy change. Sullivan used legislative writing in the National Park Service that the Bush, administrati uh, Bush administration had failed to treat Yellowstone in a way unimpaired for the enjoyment of future generations. He also noted that the Park Service was bound by a conservation mandate that trumps all other considerations. Furthermore, Sullivan determined that snowmobiles impacted wildlife so negatively that all snowmobile uh, use should be stopped. While his ruling was eventually overturned, it proved that the banning of snowmobiles was a very feasible idea. The outcome in the case uh, in to, uh, 2013, the, uh, the Obama administration issued a new Yellowstone winter plan that mostly looked to demand technological improvements of snowmobiles. No more than 51 groups, up to 10 a group, were allowed into, into the park a day, starting in December 2014. Snowmobiles were, um, were, uh, snowmobiles were required to pass very strict pollution and noise tests. Tests, according to experts, were very difficult to pass. Surprisingly, these new constraints have appeased both environmentalists and snowmobile users on the issue. A case similar to snowmobiles in Yosemite National Yellowstone's National Park is Mojave Desert. Mojave Desert is located between LA and Las Vegas. 
Mojave Desert is impacted by pollution from urban agriculture and mining activity. There is also a large number of people using Mojave Desert for recreation, which is causing degradation. Some other problems occurring in Mojave Desert is water pollution, invasive plants, which is fires, air pollution, litter pollution. As this is all this is causing delicate in the desert's ecosystem and it's also impacting human human health. So how are these two cases similar? Well, humans are slowly destroying these two national regions, which comes to the question, should national parks be enjoyed by humans or preserved instead? The snowmobiles in Yellowstone case demonstrates a number of useful learning points to make environmental policy better. One point that could be taken from the case is the need for scientific research to back claims. Ultimately, it was the facts presented by researchers that swayed public opinion. In 1995, Yellowstone Park officials set up monitors to measure carbon monoxide levels in the West Yellowstone entrance booth. After 14 months of research, park officials came to the conclusion that the highest carbon monoxide levels in the nation occurred in Yellowstone on busy winter days. Researchers also investigated snowmobiles' impact on bison. Researcher biologist Mary Meager claimed roads groomed for snowmobile machines removed a natural fence of snow, which caused the bison population to explode. The park's winter use plan was accused of violating the National Park Service Act and the Endangered Species Act. It became hard to deny the impact of snowmobiles after the release of research. To conclude, what do you guys think? Should the people enjoy the national parks or conserve them? I think there should be a balance between preservation and promotion. Yeah, I believe this, the foundation of this case seemed to be environmental values driven. The scientific, uh, scientific evidence in the end does prove the excessive amount of snowmobile, uh, snowmobiles was damaging Yellowstone. Environmentalists were able to prove that the snowmobiles produced emissions at times uh, were the worst in the nation, and, ga and gasoline that entered water sources which violated federal laws. With all this damage to the ecosystem of the park, I believe snowmobiles should be at least heavily monitored in the park. I agree there should be a balance between human and national parks. I would like to see these national parks park for a long time so our future generations can enjoy them as well. That's all we have for you guys. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next podcast.